Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. We're very excited. Uh, we have a special guest today named Daniel Todd. How are you? I'm awesome. Glad, glad to meet you today and looking forward to our chat. Yeah, we're. I'm very excited about you being here and chatting with you today. So usually our first question is just set, set the stage and provide some context for our audiences is tell us about your background. Sure. So I, I got into technology right out of college in the mid-90s, became a network engineer, Microsoft certified software engineer. A buddy of mine was kind of getting into the startup site in the web 1.0 period, and he asked me to come to work for him. I'm like, are you crazy? I can't quit this safe day job. And so he did, and, and it, it didn't go totally well, but he sold it to this mortgage company. This is before you could even do mortgages online and, you know, back in 1995. So this bank ended up buying his company. And then he ended up hiring me as a technology guy. And so I started to get some experience. Like this is literally when Google was launching and get some experience with digital marketing. And so during that time, we went from working for this company that bought his startup to starting our our own company in 1998. I would have never done it on my own. And through that process, I got a lot of experience with product management, with you know everything about running a business. It went, it parts at times, it went exceptionally well. At times it went horribly wrong, but we grew to seven to eighty million dollars in revenue, three hundred employees. We bought a lot of companies. Things went very wrong by two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I had already left, um, and so, but I'd learned so many things. I'm like, man, I really wish we could start all over again, knowing what we know now. <clears throat> and so that's what I did. So twelve years ago, I started this current company, Influence Mobile with the goal to basically use technology to influence people's future shopping. And, and, and but that that's how I got to this spot right here. Wow. Okay. Lots to unpack there, but um, yeah. So tell us, I guess, first about Influence Mobile and how that got started and what that's all about. Sure. So as I mentioned, I started, started another company. So this, this one was based on the premise that, uh, if I knew what you liked, so the original name of the company was called Affinity Influencing Systems. And so we actually partnered with celebrities back in the early days of Facebook. We created white label shopping programs. So people like Jillian Michaels, Ashley Tisdale, Lindsay Lohan, Jeff Gordon, all these people, they would post on their Facebook and say, hey, download this little toolbar. And every time you shop, you'll see the little face of your celebrity next to partners. When you spend money with them, we got paid. We shared that with the celebrity. Celebrity gave them points. Everybody was happy until Lindsay Lohan posted one day and 9,000 people came on their mobile phone. And so we're like, well, this mobile thing might be sticking around. So we started building shopping apps. Long story short, that didn't work. So we partnered with Facebook and we started giving people points for instead of shopping for just doing new things, which were primarily downloading apps. That went pretty well. We started making millions of dollars with Facebook. But then very quickly, it was clear to me that we didn't really know what someone was doing. We we knew they were probably downloading apps. So I tried to get Facebook to give me the data and say like, hey, you know, if I knew Jean just downloaded Yahtzee, why don't you just tell me she downloaded Yahtzee 
and then I can give her points for playing Yahtzee tomorrow and the next day and so forth. They said no. So we started building a product called Engage and shifted to this model where we give people primarily points for spending money in games. I don't, do you play any mobile games on your phone? I do not actually, <laughs> but I mean, I conceptually think I understand what it's like. Um, so is that where the business is now? Yeah. So we have an app called Rewarded Play. We're a top 100 app in the Android app store. People come in, we bring in about 20,000 people a day. We say, hey, download three game, you know, download three games that you can pick from like 20, play these games for roughly an hour over the next 24 hours, and we'll give you a $5 gift card. And then uh, our goal is for them to stick around and continue to play new games. What we really focus on, kind of similar to what our first business was, is the people who spend money in games. So this might shock you, but there's more money spent in mobile games buying gems and gold coins than on all movies, all concerts, and all live sports combined. That is surprising to me. I would have never guessed. Which is, and that total is somewhere close to and surpassing $100 billion. And the craziest part of that is that, unlike all those other things where everybody pays in the mobile gaming world, about 5% of people spend the vast majority of that $100 billion. And so what our real business model is, is we find these people, primarily females over the age of 35. They spend about 60% more in these mobile games, the candy crushes of the world than anybody else. And we give them a cashback rewards model that's similar to like airlines or credit cards. So people come in, they might spend a few thousand dollars in a month and we give them hundreds of dollars back in points that they can use for Amazon, Walmart, Target gift cards. And what happens is, you know, we bring in all these people, lots of them leave, but the ones we give the biggest rewards to, which are typically the spenders, stick around a lot longer, which then gets all these games other games companies jealous so they come and pay us more money and we continue to grow and grow because all these games companies are kind of fighting for our, our traffic so hopefully that made sense but we reward people to spend money in games and the games developers pay us to get those people to to do that gotcha okay that makes sense so it's more just like for entertainment purposes really is that's the, right i guess the I always ask, you know, our guests, like, what's the problem that you're looking to solve for the end user? So it sounds like the enter enter entertainment piece of it. Yeah, well, we, you know, we have two, you know, we have two clients, right? So our the main client, the paying client, I don't know if it's the main client, but the paying client, it's game developers. And their problem is they don't want to spend money and waste it on people who don't spend in their in games. And so the problem we're solving for them is keeping people around. And yeah primarily an entertainment product for the other people but you know it's not a problem but if you spend thousands of dollars a year why wouldn't you want to go to a place where you get a significant you know typically 10 to 20 percent cash back on that so Absolutely. it's kind of like a rewards yeah. like a rewards credit card like it's not yeah. really solving the problem but everybody likes to get their four percent cash back that's true yes you want to get a little a little extra something for spending all that cash on the, <laughs> on those amazon packages and those that's amazon right. products uh, and I know a little bit about the gaming industry and I hear it's been, you know, it's always changing. What are, what would you say are some of the challenges that you guys are experiencing in the gaming industry now? So, well, I think as the economy sort of uh, shifts, right, there's a lot more uh, opportunity for games. Games companies are basically tightening their budgets because consumers are spending less money. So, <laughs> excuse me. So that's always a challenge. I think what we're seeing, you know, we're not, we're, we're gaming adjacent because we don't, our app is not a game development, but certainly with the growth of a growth in AI, uh, people try to defraud us all the time. We give away millions of dollars a year. So 
we've seen increases in fraud. And so, you know, we're having to employ AI tools to fight their AI tools. <laughs> and so some games companies have to fight fraud. You know, there are some that give away rewards like us. And so I would say, you know, probably the last two years, the biggest issue is, you know, games companies want to spend money wisely and they have less money to spend because they're pulling back because consumers are spending a little bit less and, and fraud are probably the two big ones. Right. Yeah, those are always big challenges. I feel like, I mean, I hear in the gaming industry is like fraudulent activity. And you mentioned AI as we were chatting. How has your industry changed with AI? So I would say, you know, it's in the midst of change. I think, you know, certainly uh, our company as a whole, a lot of employees use, you know, generative AI in their day-to-day work now. You know, I use ChatGPT to type check my, you know, emails. Uh, but what we're doing is there's a lot of engagement features that we, when we originally built the systems, we, in kind of a manual way, like we, we message millions of players, like what opportunities they can have and come back and do new bonuses and those types of things. And when we built it, it wasn't personalized. It was kind of like one message for 700,000 people. And we're starting to build systems that customize that experience which you can do with generative AI in a way that you could never do years ago. And so I would say most companies, I can't say most companies, for us, uh, we're just getting ready to make the investments that we think will pay off you know, 10X or 20X. And while there's probably some cutting edge companies that have gotten ahead of the game, I'm kind of feeling like in the last 12 months, there was a lot of companies that got into the AI business themselves, but many bigger businesses probably were spending some time to assess how to apply that. So I think we should start to see a lot more innovation around AI coming out in the next year or two as companies figure out where they want to invest. Because you, you you can apply it in 20 different places, but you want to apply it in the first where you get the most leverage. Yes, absolutely. Of course, that's part of including AIs, how beneficial can it be? So it sounds like personalization is where you're more stri- like kind of moving in that direction of AI. Yeah. So, I mean, with if you think about what as I mentioned, what we just, you know, about 20% of our revenue comes from these daily push messages we send players to engage them and say, hey, Gene, there's a special bonus. If you play the Yahtzee level 10 today, you get all blah, blah, blah. That's the way we structured our system. It, it would be impossible to do that. Like, you know, we wanted, like, say you did live in Seattle, be like, hey, Gene, we know you live in Seattle. So we brewed up and, you know, we brewed up a fun offer for you, download Yahtzee. That's so like, trying to tie into the regional location, things that they might like, use their name, not use their name, test a bunch of different things. So, you know, I'm not sure where AI kind of merges into machine learning. You know, they kind of go hand in hand somewhere. So we're going to use generative AI to test a bunch of different features to create better engagement and then put that on top of machine learning to like optimize those two things. So, yeah, it's exciting to start to see what that can can do. So. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, one of the topics that we heavily talk about on this on this podcast is AI and how businesses are using it for, I mean, whatever that might be, right? It could be for marketing, it could be for operations, it could be building it within their own platform as an as an AI, you know, tool or machine learning tool. So, where do you see? the future of AI and your industry or your business outside of just, I mean, personalization is definitely a good start. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think applying it, I mean, again, I, I don't know which parts are are technically going to be machine learning, but we're just investing a lot more in 
injecting machine learning and AI throughout the entire experience. And so you start to become, I mean, because when you say personalization, that's more than just putting a person's name down, right? It means the entire user journey, how their message, what their message, what they see uh, is all customized. So it's actually more than just like a one time, your page is slightly different. So in reality, if the personalization goes to touch almost every single level of the user experience, including what the rewards are, you know, the bonuses. I mean, everything becomes basically this AI powered, super smart app. Right. And I think, you know, we're seeing that, like we're seeing more competitors in our space. So five years ago, our space, the rewarded app install process was viewed more negatively. There was a lot of companies who used what are called incentivized installs on Apple to kind of game the app store system. Right. And there weren't, there weren't companies like us that were really focused on spending and driving high value, high quality spenders for game developers. Now we're recognized oftentimes as one of the best two or three in the world of what we do. So we're seeing new competitors come into the space and they're starting out with AI as the underpinnings, right? So we're going to have uh -huh. more competition because as we have like helped build out this category, new entrants can start using AI and, you know, we have to keep up with them. So, right. Yeah, it's always the, I mean, that's part of the reasons why we talk about AI in the podcast is that it's like staying competitive, right? In every industry, not just, you know, this one, but like, how do we all stay competitive with with new entrants in the industry, yep. any space already having that backbone without even having to, like, just starting off their business that way already. Yep. So what are some initiatives that you guys are working on to stay competitive? So uh, the... As I mentioned, these people who spend money are very substantial to us, right? And so I don't know if you're familiar with like in Las Vegas, if, you, if you're if you a high roller and you go into a casino, they'll oftentimes like comp your meals and give you hotel rooms and treat you differently, right? And so last year we re re launched an elite rewards program where we're, we're knowing these people by name. We have people who are assigned to them. They're texting them. We're sending them company swag. We're giving them all kinds of offers. And the goal was to significantly increase retention. Like we don't want these people who are spending $500 a month to necessarily spend $2,000 a month. That's not probably financially wise for them, but we do want them to stick around for years. And we launched this program with the hopes of doubling retention. And through the first six months, this seems like a not true number, but I've validated a bunch of times. Through our first six months, we actually had 100% six-month retention, meaning we didn't wow. lose a single- That's crazy. Get, you can't get any better than that. Yeah, you cannot. So, you know, it was only in the thousands of people, but I mean, it was in the thousands of people. And so being able to do that with an app where you're able to to really give people who, you know, just think you're an app in the app store, this truly customized experience has been very rewarding and they're very happy. And these people spend millions of dollars a month. It's crazy how much money they spend. So it's like very much worth our time to make sure that we send them, you know, they don't make us that much money, right? They make our clients that much money and then that flows back into us. So that was a huge, huge thing. A lot of the, the AI systems that we're building, actually the biggest one that I'm most excited about, a product called Boost, that's gonna take that kind of manual process that we can do for five or 6,000 people and apply it to the tens of thousands, roughly almost 100,000 spenders that we just, we can't do that manually, right? <clears throat> so we've got, we're basically testing a lot of things with people, and then we turn it into an AI service and build it into the app, and that I think has huge potential for us. Wow, that that is pretty exciting. 
uh, I mean, growth and just potential overall and uh, new opportunities. Uh, speaking of new opportunities, I always love to ask this question is, as kind of a way to wrap up our our time here is that what is your prediction for the industry? And that could be specifically your industry, or it could be self-driving cars, terraforming Mars, <laughs> longevity, health longevity, whatever, whatever's on, my, on your mind. Well, I'll tell you what, in a broad way, I'm in the reward space, right? So I, we give people rewards. You know, we talked about credit card rewards and all these different things. And so I'm starting to see a lot more interest in from brands wanting to integrate into games and tie into rewards. And so I think it's going to be very interesting when you, know, you think about how much money is spent by brands on just Super Bowl ads last weekend, right? Right. And as we just talked about, the gaming ecosystem is much bigger, you know, in terms of the engagement it drives from a spending perspective. And so as brands and because you can start to imagine if, you know, what I've always told people is like, what if you could get, you go to Chevron and get gas and that gives you more lives in Candy Crush, right? Right. Or you went to Safeway or instead of Whole Foods. And so we're hoping building a, a product roadmap called the Rewarded Life, where we tie up together all these different categories of activities that these primarily females that are playing games are already doing, but letting them manifest those rewards in the games that they're playing and so we're seeing a lot of that so i think and you can kind of overlay lay that with nfts and you know crypto and blockchain like people can actually get real world rewards that they own tangibly and trade them and so like i'm going off topic but i think there's a huge growth you know everybody already has rewards cards you can go to your teriyaki place and get a stamp but i think there's going to be a convergence between brands games and rewards that are going to change the way things operate in the next five years. Wow. That's, uh, that's something to consider because yeah, I think brands definitely want to be part of the part of this message, right? It's not just like rewards, but yeah. How do you, how do the brands actually like show brand awareness as part, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of ways, but that's, I think that's a really good way of doing that and being part yeah. of the, the game plan for it. So exciting things coming up in the industry <laughs> for sure. So Last question is, can our, how can our audience get in touch with you? Best way is just on LinkedIn under Daniel Todd, CEO of InfluenceMobile.com. I, I write on Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur, so I, I post on there frequently on different topics and would love to engage with people. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you providing some insights into this uh, into the gaming industry and, and where it is now and where it's headed. So uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gene. Have a great day.